just learning as we go here. Yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Really Life Podcast. I'm Dee. I'm Nancy. And I'm Jerry. Jerry is our guest today. She is going to be talking to us about her higher power. I just want to get the podcast stuff out of the way. If you want to email us, it's 20reallylife20 at gmail.com. Our website has all our podcasts and all our information, all the links for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that. And that is reallylife20.com. That's it. We're just going to get into it today. Thanks, Jerry, for coming in. Is that Life 2-0 or Life T-W-E-N-T-Y? It's yeah. really Life 2-0. Yeah. 20. Thank you. I'll remember that in the future. So thanks for coming in and doing this. I know it's a little weird and I have my glasses on. So I think I'll just start off saying, this is Jerry. What are you sharing with us today? Today I'm going to be sharing my spirituality with you. Awesome. And how do you define your spirituality? Well, today, I believe in the divine energy of the universe, and I believe all life and all inanimate objects are united and are a part of the divine energy. I call it God. Mm -hmm. It's the simple form. And for me, God is love, truth, and mercy. And anything that's not love, truth, or mercy, it's not God. Awesome. I like that. I love the energy of the universe. That's one of my biggest things. I love saying that because if you're putting out the shit, then you're going to be getting the shit. You know, if you want to have good healing, flowing energy, you've got to be putting out and, and wanting that. Is I think what we desire, we got. Right. And I believe in karma also, but I believe that karma is not necessarily a, a fast response. Mm-hmm. I believe positivity attracts positivity, you know, good attracts yes. good. Yeah. I also believe that negative people will take advantage of goodness. Yeah, you know, try and power up and fill and, up. And use people or do evil things. I don't necessarily think that the divine energy of the universe is just going to come in and zap people, but I do believe if I were to do something negative and not atone for it, then I eventually will have to atone for it. I don't think you It'll can come get back away. In some way, right? I don't think you can get away with not. You're going to have to face it, um, whether it's this dimension or in the end. And I believe in the end, I've got to look at myself and account for everything that I've done, good and bad. Now, what brought you to this belief? What because some people believe in you know specific religions. I was born and baptized and raised Catholic. Yeah, and I was. I was really like the last person in my family to go to church. I even used to go to Mass when I was less than 10 years old by myself. I'd walk a mile and three quarters to church. Mm-hmm. And I was I, I was like a really holy roller Catholic and felt like, you know, everything had to be followed to the letter. Right. First experience where, see, for me, religion, religion forces you to follow rules and spirituality. You connect with the divine energy on your own. Yes. And the right. first thing that made me question blind faith to Catholicism was a priest at Mass one time in his sermon said, if you weren't Catholic, you're not going to heaven. Yeah. Uh. And my father's father was Greek Orthodox. Mm-hmm. My father's mother was Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. All of her kids are Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. My mom was Roman Catholic. I am, as mm-hmm. are a couple other aunts. I have an aunt that was Episcopalian. Those cousins are Episcopalian. I have an aunt that was Jewish, but she um, escaped Austria during World War II oh, wow. through the Kinder Express. And I think that fear stayed with her. So she met my uncle in England and moved to Ohio, and she raised her kids, actually, in the Presbyterian Church. Mm-hmm. But one of her children today, my cousin Susie, is Jewish, is married mm-hmm. to a Jewish man, and they practice Judaism, and the rest of the cousins are some form of Christianity. So that's one family. A lot we, of we have We have four or five right. religions in one family, so I knew at a young age, or I believed, no. Right. I don't believe God is exclusive. I don't believe, you know, you can't go to heaven unless you're Catholic. 
funny yeah. because I've met people of other religions and they feel that way about theirs too. I had the Catholic, my dad's side. We had nuns, priests. My grandfather went forever until he passed. He went to Catholic and my dad went to Catholic schools, you know, and all that. And then my mom believed in nothing. The whole side of the family had no religion whatsoever. And then I had an aunt that was a very strict old-time Baptist. Mm -hmm. So I had three different things growing up and three different ways of seeing and hearing. And I understand having all those little different religions going round and round in your head when you're younger. Yeah, I heard somebody say once that they drew from many wells. And right. that's how I tend to... Because I was raised Southern Baptist. I'm a preacher's kid, actually, and my grandfather and all that kind of stuff. And my mom's side of the family, I have some Pentecostals and just all that. I found it interesting where my belief system took me to. You know, I used to think that I was going to burn in hell. And today I don't think that way because I see things more universally than I do one way. Spiritually, not religious, but spiritual and there was, from within. There was a pie chart at uh, Metro Health Hospital way back when, one time outside their cafeteria. And it had all these pieces of pies and it had like the major religions, a lot of religions, sure. not even major from the world, and where, where they were, were founded and who might have been the founder if there was one. And then it went, <laughs> went to their basic tenet. And every religion has the same basic tenet. Yep. Yep. Love your neighbor yep. as yourself. Yep. You know, do unto others as you would have them do unto right. you. Help others. We had all these religions when you were younger and then... How did you roll into where you are now? Right. So I, at that time in my life, I felt like wrongly today, I believe, that Jesus formed the Catholic Church. So that was like really the true church, but the other ones were okay. But I always felt like, you know, Catholicism right. was it. But then um, what, what really happened was I, I found drugs. I was 11 and I started <laughs> smoking marijuana found right? and drinking. Power. Yeah. <laughs> So I stopped going to church. But the funny thing was you mentioned the Catholic schools. I went to Catholic schools all 12 years also, and I actually paid to yeah. go to high school. Yeah. And it was an all-girls Catholic school. But I did that because my mom ended up, this get a little off topic, my mom ended up raising four kids in the 70s on a dollar fifty an hour barmaid job. Wow. And I was always like, I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna get a good education, I'm gonna make good money, you know, that's never right. gonna happen to me. So I didn't believe going to the local public school was gonna be good for me. So I chose Erie View Catholic High, um, because I wanted uh, no boys, first of all, for a distraction. And and it was a good school for me in terms of opportunity. It was a small school, and I was a go-getter, so I had a lot of opportunities to do stuff. Well, that because, part's good because nobody else wanted to do it. Right. It was downtown Cleveland, so we you know, took the bus downtown to Cleveland at fourteen, and and we kind of learned about life. And a lot of us had jobs down there and that. But anyway, so in school, if if there was a mass at school. Or a major holy day, like I would still go on Easter and Christmas, midnight mass, right. and weddings and funerals. That was it for being religious right? until 1998 when I got sober. But even that didn't happen right away. I actually waited till my last... My last daughter was born in sobriety, and when she was three months old... I had my last four children baptized at the same time. Mm -hmm. So they were um, like five, three, one and a half, and newborn. They were all baptized due to procrastination again and not really practicing going to church or anything. You had them Catholic baptized? Or? Yeah. Okay. I got them into Catholic parochial school when James was in kindergarten and Marie was in second grade and Laura was in fourth grade. So Laura and Marie did their communion at the same time because second graders make their communion. Mm -hmm. So you followed it then with your children. You yeah, followed and I, start, I actually started going to church because they want you to do that. They want you to take your sure, children to sure. school if they're going to do their yeah, sacrament sure. of reconciliation right, right. and communion. And, and what was funny was there was a new priest at St. Rocco's, Father Tim. And one thing that I find irritating or annoying is when people want to judge a religion from some experience in the past. 
Like everybody can blast yeah. Catholicism because when the nuns hit your knuckles with rulers and you had a needle right, rice, right. and my mom was left-handed and they forced her to write right-handed, yeah. all that kind of stuff. But the Catholic Church has evolved. I started going to Mass and there's this new priest and he's talking about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And, and the Catholic Church really believes today and they teach there's nothing you can do that God will not forgive you for. Right. And that's my belief, too. Of course, right. you, you have to be honest in your heart. You can't, you know, just pretend you're yes. not sorry. If you're not yes. sorry, the divine energy of the universe that's will right. know it. Right. So he really brought me back into uh, wanting to be Catholic again, truly. Although I ended up uh, withdrawing my kids from there, and they started doing an online public mm-hmm. school. And so because of my neglect in procrastination they all did make their first communion because caitlin stayed totally second grade my daughter laura made her confirmation but none of my other children were confirmed right and that brings us to well i'm talking too much no 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 caitlin expressed an interest to get confirmed at saint anthony's but that did never happen another thing that was different for my children even though i had the baptized catholic was they stumbled across like a kid's church. Mm. A woman who runs Project Isaiah, really not sure what denomination she is. Mm-hmm. We used to call her Sister Dana, but then she got uh, actually got her pastoral degree. So she's actually like Pastor Dana. But she runs a nonprofit that aims to empower inner city people oh, cool. to uh, awesome. do better and, yes. and and it's like an entertaining church like they come and they have a bible lesson and then they sing songs and play games and then she feeds them lunch that's great and my kids loved it oh, gosh, you know yeah. it was it was a community it yes. was a family yes so um my three youngest marie james and caitlin went there for a few years too and i did have one of the nuns <laughs> at the Catholic school say, you know, are they going to church on Sunday? And I'm like, well, they go to kids' church on Saturday. And she was like, well, they still get to go to Mass on Sunday. She's from Madagascar. Right. That's the accent. <laughs> and I, I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because of Father Tim, I was not married legally to my four, last four children's father. By the time Caitlin was born and I, I was sober, you know, for a few years, I was strongly thinking of married, getting married, and one day I get, did get married. And I was 46 years old when I got married. Right. And I really believed marriages once, once and done. That was one of the, the beliefs I held from being raised the way I was. Sure. And then, you know, I won't get into the details, but the marriage fell apart. Let's see, we got married in 05 and by 2010 it was it was gone and both me and my ex-husband were in the program but his program was starting to slack. Another thing we used to do was uh, go to uh, Cook's Forest in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and uh, they do have like um, 12-step meetings and conference there but for me that's another part of my spirituality is nature like earth Mm-hmm. wind, plant life, right. and fire. So that helps me connect with whatever the divine energy of the universe is by going to places like that. Mm-hmm. By 2010, it, it was no longer fun in my household. In 2013, I found my apartment where I'm living right now. Uh, I moved out here with three of my kids. My oldest daughter that was from my ex-husband she was 18 and starting to go on her own mm-hmm. so, so during this time what was your your belief not your kids but all right so for me it was how did the you high, it was kind of like the higher power in the program like I believed in God and Catholicism but it was a little deeper what was keeping me sober was an honest belief that all I had to do was surrender, learn acceptance, learn letting go, learn being of service, mm-hmm. trying to rid myself of self-centered tendencies. I didn't attend any formal right. That's when you religion. Your... It was just um, my 12-step program. And, and some spirituality uh, and a higher power. Right. That... I do p- pray. I pray daily. I pray some days all day long, and then I have meditation books 
so I like to read meditation books and reflect on that. What I'm, would one of your prayers be? Oh, well, it depends. I could say the Lord's Prayer, or I could say um, the Rosary. I do say the Rosary. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I tell people this, especially newcomers in a 12-step program, sometimes it's simple as I'll think about everybody that sat in mm -hmm. the meeting I was with, and I'll say, bless Dee, bless Nancy, bless Jerry, bless so-and-so, bless so-and-so, bless so-and-so. As simple as right. that, I, you know, it's not necessary to have any huge formal, formal prayer, prayer. Right. just a simple bless. I also try not always perfect i try not to tell god what to do um, <laughs> instead of I like, like how you said try not to. yeah because i'm not perfect because I'll, I'll fall into it oh you know when you hear somebody's sick oh make them well i try not to do that I, what i'll say is send a little comfort their way right send a little strength yeah you know, so I pray I pray a lot for comfort and strength. I do and, that when I know someone's going to go through a procedure or a surgery, and I'll say a prayer asking that the doctor please gets enough sleep and that the nurses didn't have rough morning. I pray that there's comfort and calmness during the surgery <laughs> because they're the ones performing it. I want to make sure they're on the nose. <laughs> right. That's how I try not to tell them what to do, and, but and I also, also want to... Get it in there, you know. So. Acceptance for the outcome. Yes. You know, it's, it's kind of like that when I when I do Big third time. step prayer, God, your will, not mine, then I have to say, you know, or if it's my own situation, help me accept what's going to happen. You know, if I'm going to get sick, I'm going to die. Please don't let me die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, not yet. My kids, my kids say I'm not allowed to yeah. die yet. And I hit Caitlin at 40. So I warned them, though. I warn them frequently. I'm like, you know, I'm 61 now. I, I'm hoping to make it to 76. It's a reality. For me, it's a reality. So I'm trying to prepare them. And I also believe, that's in the, in the next topic, I don't believe my soul dies and I don't believe love dies. Mm -hmm. Part of spiritualism is, I definitely don't believe is this is just a dimension like a car, like when you have a car and mm -hmm. when you're done with your car, the car goes to the junkyard. Mm -hmm. I believe that, and I stole that from somebody else. I believe that um, it's the same thing with the physical body. I tell my kids, you know, I will still be with you. You will not be able to sense me, except you will, because I can still sense yep. my mother, you know, because of, right. the, of the memories or the training yes. or the experience, you know, when something happens, you're like, okay, Ma, I yeah. know. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to do here. They live in this. I have always uh, believed in um, psychic phenomena, too, or found it fascinating. I like to listen to uh, mediums. Certain mediums, if you listen to them, especially if they become famous and they start putting out show shows, a lot of what they do is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But there will be that 15 seconds where they talk about something that happened to someone when they were alone. And those things are just amazing. Yeah. So there's yeah. a there's a community in New York called Lilydale, and it's a community of spiritualists, and there's a lot of mediums there. Hmm. So I went there one time, and someone else that knew I was going there suggested a medium, and I went, and uh, we did a half an hour each, my husband and I. And most of the mediums I've seen on TV have been like, you know, it's not a telephone. I can't just call up right, whoever right. you want. Right. Yeah. But the one I saw, she was calling up everybody I was asking about. And she said so many things where it was like, it was just blowing my mind how she, I could almost see their personality take over her too when she was talking about them. Wow, that's so, a deep one. So she does do that, but she also does the spiritualism and she does um, podcasts mm -hmm. on um, mindful meditation and, and even some classes that uh, you could pay for to, yeah. to listen to her on Zoom. And I did do one a couple that I paid for. That's what's helped me develop more of my trees, wind, and water. That's the other one water. I forgot. Water yeah. and air. I'm a Scorpio and my husband's a Cancer and, and we're very attuned to water. That's why I like living near Lake Erie. 
Mm-hmm. So what is the name of the one medium? Because I like to put links to All certain right, I wasn't, things. I wasn't sure if you wanted to. Will, yeah. Her name's Willa White, W-I-L-L-A-W-H-I-T-E. And she has a podcast, too. Yeah, she does Willa Wednesdays. Lilydale has other mediums that also do podcasts. Okay. The Lilydale, ha- Lilydale, Lilydale Assembly has a, a website, too. Let me talk about my recent Catholicism. Mm-hmm. I haven't talked about that yet. I moved in 2013, <laughs> near the end, and I had seen the then pastor of St. Anthony's Church at the AA meeting on Wednesday. I chatted him a little bit about my kids getting confirmed, and of course that never went through. I ended up uh, divorcing my husband and, and meeting a man. He was baptized with uh, one Christian religion, I believe United Methodist, and he had attended various United Church of Christ and other places. Mm -hmm. He was interested in St. Anthony's, and I always liked Father Pete, seeing him around the premises. So we started going to Mass there, and and Father Pete, probably to this day, is is the most Christ-like person I've ever met in my life. Oh, that's wonderful. And he really brought me back to Catholicism. What is Catholicism? How do you... Explain practicing the Catholic religion. So that's just what that word means. Okay. Yeah, okay. you going to church on Sunday right. and and taking communion and things like that. Okay. You know, doing the formal reconciliation. Now, um, my husband and I, because I was already married, we got married with um, just a friend who was licensed. But my husband converted to Catholicism. And he, he was already baptized, so he didn't have to do that again. They said one baptism in the Christian faith is, is adequate. But he did a reconciliation, a first communion, and a confirmation, like, all at the same time. Wow. And, and that have, they do it on Easter for adults. That's interesting. So that, that's one thing, one yeah. part of my, even my spirituality. What makes it so enjoyable and easy today is I have a partner. Right. It's right. also very yeah. spiritual, and he's more spiritual than me. He reads. And the Catholic Church doesn't, like, get on you because of your spiritualism? Well. Or not get on you, but, I mean, is One. Because they're very different. Yeah. Well, well, one thing, I, you know, it's a don't ask, don't tell. Right. I don't talk about it. Father Pete, no, because Father Pete's very accepting of anything, of everything. And that's why I loved him right, at St. Anthony's. Right. But now he's retired. Oh, okay. So, and COVID, because, all right, because of COVID, him retiring, I haven't gone to church yeah. since last March. I think I went once to a Catholic church by Steve's house, and, and then I also went to St. Anthony's once, and um, I just wasn't comfortable. I'm like, you know what? The, the diocese still says you don't have to go to church. I don't need to expose myself. Because right. there's too much touching. You're touching too many views right, right. and, yeah, yeah. and things like that. So. I know. I was watching a lot of Zoom from, I mean, different churches and different beliefs. And actually, get it in me, Father you know? Pete was doing Vimeo, I think it was. And I was watching, I was attending his masses yeah. on Vimeo until he retired. I haven't checked out the new person doing it yet, but... <laughs> Anyways, so Steve's Catholic... Mm-hmm. Father Pete rocks. I'm not going to church anymore because he retired. So do you want to find a new church or are you okay? You know, that's a good question. I was actually thinking about that today when I was doing this. And uh, we're going to be moving in St. Mary's, I believe it's the closest church to where we're moving to. I'm not positive. My husband is very much a person that likes to attend a Mass regularly, so... I think we're going to explore. Not not yet. I'm, well, why I have to wait till I'm vaccinated? I'm not right, vaccinated. Right. Yeah. I'll wait till I'm vaccinated and then start uh, exploring churches. Because, see, the parish of St. Anthony's, it was even more than Father Pete. The community themselves, uh, I don't know if you guys had any experience or what your churches were like. Mm-hmm. But churches, I've been to a lot of them all over Cuyahoga County. Mm-hmm. And you go in there and it's quiet. It's quiet. You hear hear people's feet kicking the things, and you hear papers rustling, and nobody says a word. Yeah. You go into St. Anthony's, and and everybody's hey, how you doing? Right. Unity. There's all this uh, socializing in the church. Right. Before the mass, and even I grew up where it was like, oh, you've got to be quiet. 
Right, church. right. And so it was, it was very welcoming. All, all the parishioners of St. Anthony's are, are great people, too, and, and that I like. Now that we're moving elsewhere, so that's what we'll do. We'll find a place where it feels like home. How do you feel that your belief enriches your life? My belief and my hobbies has enriched my life by helping me overcome negativity, fear, anxiety, and self-centeredness. When I trust the process, things flow easily. So that I have found my life is easier. The more spiritual I become, the easier mm -hmm. it is. You know, one of, the, one of the issues, both in my addiction, I think, and even regardless of the addiction, is, is not that I never believed in God, but that I wanted to act like I was God, you know, that... Right, I, run the show. With my human, with, which I did to you before the podcast started. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess I still, we still, we still do. We all have those control issues. Absolutely. But actually, no, but actually I'm a lot better. Yeah. You know, I'm a lot better than I was. And life is serene. And right now I'm, I'm actually at a very content point in life. There, That's great. There is like nothing that I want. I mean, I could say, oh, it would be nice to go to Hawaii or Scotland. Yeah, yeah. You know, I could say things like that, but but not. There's but nothing. inside your heart and soul, there's you nothing. feel. I, and I'm blessed. I, I have a great husband. Between the two of us, we have seven healthy children who are not addicts or alcoholics. Yeah. That's a miracle yeah. in itself. But I'm lucky because I know how powerless it is when you do have a child. Right that's an addict or an alcoholic and there's nothing you could do about it but you right. know, wait for them to stop whatever way it's going to be whether they get sober or die right soul does not die love does not die energy does not um in addition today it's helped me because today even if i experience something quote unquote bad or negative i know i'll be okay I know it'll pass. Mm -hmm. with, with spirituality, the more spiritual I stay, the more I try and stay in tune, the, the good divine energy right. of the universe. So you feel spiritually strong. Then I know it's okay. It's okay if something bad happens. You know, one reason it's okay is if I, if I never had anything bad happen, then the good wouldn't be good because you need a reference point. Yeah. You know, so it's a yin-yang. There can't be yeah. good without bad. And, and if everything was always too good, then, then you would become dissatisfied yeah. with what really is good. Yeah, we talked or about complacent. change. Yeah, we talked about change a lot. And nothing will help you get spiritually minded than change, that's for sure. And I also, um, spirituality helps me know. It's like, I know, I believe that the more I do, the more I send out the more that comes back to me so it's made me more generous and made me easier to let go of stuff you know and another thing with spirituality or, or my thing my thing against some religions and i'm actually uh we're starting to study uh emmett fox's sermon on the mount mm -hmm. and one of the things he talks about it, which is what Jesus talks about. Don't concern, you know, don't concern yourself with what you wear, how you sit, how you walk, when you do this, when you do that. Jesus even says it in the Bible, that's not what I'm here for. Right. What I'm here for is to bring you to the truth. God is the truth. Mm -hmm. So any religion that says about what you should do or how you should act, that, that right away... Right. Shuts Shut me down. down. Yeah. yeah, I'm not interested in that because I know, I believe organized religions are all good because they um, do offer paths for people to explore right. spirituality. You know, that's one of the things I liked about um, the way Bill Wilson and Dr. Bob originally set up the 12 Steps in Alcoholics Anonymous was they had those traditions. Right. And, and now they, they strongly suggest some things right. but they always make it clear that oh, we're not telling you right what to believe and they in. always say a higher power or a spiritual yeah. awakening they never say you have to believe in this certain thing it's Be your own higher power. because that brings uh, power you know any of the religions that insist you do things a certain way it's usually mm -hmm. a matter of power and it's not a matter of humility 
spirituality and spiritualism have both helped me develop a lot more humility than I ever had as a child. But then now today I'm realizing some of the ego was false ego. Ego in reverse. You know, when you have low self-esteem, when you have fear, sure. right. you, you develop a lot of that ego, ego. as, as a ego. front yeah. to hide. Yeah. I think one of the things that drew me not only to AA, but to be a seeker, I guess you could say, is that when I walked into meetings, it felt inclusive and not exclusive. It didn't matter where I came from, whether I was rich or poor, black or white, Baptist or Catholic, what social status I was on, what school I went to. You know, it was one person trying to help another. That, in and of itself, is spiritual to me. It brings me into it's wonderful. wanting to be a part of and wanting to be included and to be able to help somebody else get that is such an amazing thing. And I think that's where I propel into that's what I want. I don't want the the incense and the ringing of the bell and the certain songs and don't eat you know, the Friday. Right. The you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't think I don't judge anybody else's right. religion. I think whatever path gets you to a God, go. Right. But for me, I think it's it's that that you, you like trigger, the community you're talking about. You trigger two extra thoughts in my mind. One is my son, who I love him. My son, uh, my oldest son, is um, another one of those really good people. Amazing that he came from me. He is a beautiful <laughs> man. He's 36 and, and he's just a great man. He is also very smart. And he researched it. And the thing with the meat on Friday originally started because meat was a luxury. There was no refrigeration mm -hmm. back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the fishermen were poor. Yeah. And they needed to sell fish to survive. So part of that development mm -hmm. really was to support the fishermen. And today, he says it's ironic because it really should be reversed. Right. Because seafood right. is more expensive and we're overfishing our waters right. and meat is more easily obtained. So really, really that meat on Friday, in his opinion, is, is backwards. Right. And then the gift you talk about of you know helping other people. When I was a young lad, way back when the world was young and I was beautiful, <laughs> I had a job working as a playground director for the mm -hmm. city of Cleveland. And I worked on the corner of Clark Avenue in Scranton southwest wow. yeah. south side north south side whatever they call it the south side or the near west side mm. the kids participated in sports and arts and crafts and stuff and that and they had sport competitions amongst the other playgrounds and then citywide and i had a certain number of kids that came every day and i went to mark's at the end of the summer and i had First, I had three girls that won the city championship for three-on-three -three basketball for 9 to 12. Cool. And, and these $4 beach towels, right? Yeah. And I bought, like, beach towels for these girls. And then I, I think I spent a total of 50 bucks. Right. And I got notebooks and pens and fruit and lunch meat. I made a little package for every kid mm -hmm. that came regularly, and I had some extras for ones that were there that day. And I gave every kid at the playground a little, like, school package yeah. treat. And then we had sandwiches and fruit. And mm -hmm. I gave those girls the towels and that. And I was I was divvying all the stuff up into packages over a, a woman that I knew who lived close to the playground's house. And she was, um, I think she went to Scranton Road Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. And she once told me, when I told her I was going to the bar one night, she's like, aren't you Christian? And I said, yeah. She goes, how can you go to the bar if you're Christian? And I'm like, what does that got to do? But this same woman said, what are you doing? And I told her, and she said, why are you doing that? What are they ever going to do for you? Wow. And I, that's exactly what I thought. I was yes. like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave me pride. They Absolutely. gave me joy. Yeah. I also used to teach swimming lessons and was a lifeguard and a pool captain in my youth. To get a child that was afraid of water to float. Absolutely. That's all you had to do. Yeah. You just had to get them yep. to be able to stick their face in the water and float. Because mm -hmm. once they could do that, they were they were off swimming. You know, right. you didn't have to teach them anything else.
Right. And, and there's nothing. That's priceless. Absolutely. It's priceless. People bring spirituality to us. That it is just, spirituality. It fills yep. us. For yep. me, it just, when I help people, it just absolutely fills my heart because that's what makes me feel great and it reminds me of the goodness in the world and my higher power gives me the strength to do it when sometimes I'm fearful of it and it's a glowing feeling and that's why I love churches that are communities because you feel right. all these people that want to do well that's mm -hmm. how I feel about religion too same with you whatever it is it is basically all religions say the same thing and it was like you said mm -hmm. Help one another, love one another, try to be a good person. I mean, they all say it in different ways. And yes. then, of course, some have these rules and all that stuff. Right. But the main thing, so that's why I always feel like even if you don't have a religion, even if you don't have a belief system, if your belief is just to try to be the best you can be, that's wonderful. That's I mean, if that's all you can get, that's great. That's the amazing thing about my oldest son is, is he considers himself atheist, but he, again, is one of the most Christ-like people yep. I know. Yep. But, you know, there's a, a quote in the big book and it's other places where you, uh, you fall a forest for a few trees. That's the other thing spirituality has helped me with. I've learned to not judge the whole group right. based on a few examples. Yeah. Oh, I know what you were re reminding me of. That song of Bette Midler's, The Rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the, it's the one who's afraid of dying that never learns to live. And, yeah. and everything's that same way. It's the same thing with giving, you know. If, and it's sad, and I keep people like that in my prayers, but when, when you're selfish, you don't know how much... If you weren't selfish, how much you would get. Yeah, the joy. Right? And that yeah. spirituality. Yeah. So I, I hit all my notes, so that's you did. good. You did everything. This, this earth, wind, and fire, I didn't talk much about that, the water, but that's really a big thing. I try to take my shoes off when I'm yeah, at the lake do to do the grounding because yeah. I believe in the, the I negative in the ions. And you know, it was funny with, with the mindful meditation with Willa, she was teaching us to communicate with the trees and to try and project yourself further and further into the trees. Yeah, and I keep picking up wind. I pick up wind. Mm -hmm. I think I have some kind of a spiritualistic connection with the wind because I'll be doing there, I'll be sitting in the backyard with my feet in the grass trying to connect with the trees and the ground and I'll feel the wind or I'll hear the wind. So mm -hmm. you're more of the air. Yeah. And stuff like that, even though I'm a water sign. But I, I Yeah, trees have huge amounts of energy coming from them. It's and, obviously and, so and now around, I'm moving but... into that old growth yard. My yard is old growth. That's yeah. virgin hill. I mean it is a hill but yeah. it's virgin. Right. Never been uh, tapped. Right. Right. Yeah, I definitely am a firm. I mean, part of it's physical, and then I also have the sads. I get really bad. I have to be outside. I have to be. Yes. I like to be the in sun. the sand, in yeah. the dirt, in the sun, in the warmth. You know, I, I can't do the cold outside. I can't connect to it because physically it pulls me away from mm -hmm. it. And sometimes I will. I'll blend up really good just go outside and breathe the air yes. just to be outside, you know, shovel just a little bit of snow just to be outside. Mm -hmm. But I definitely believe, and I've been reading a lot of stuff over the years about grounding and the different energies and what kind come from the ground and the water and the trees, and trees emit a lot. I was really surprised. Mm -hmm. Now trees are alive, the ground is not, but that's how I believe that's all God. I believe we're all interconnected. That's exactly. all God. I really see God in everybody. The thing I don't like about religion versus spirituality is when somebody gets all preachy. So I don't mean to be preachy when I say this now, but when I read, I like Luke the best in the Bible because he quotes Jesus Christ directly mm -hmm. more. But when you really listen to Jesus speaking, I always get the feeling he didn't consider himself God, son of God. He considered himself one of us. Right. He was a human. He came as a human, and he considered him the same as all of us. Mm -hmm. And I think he tries to teach us that, that yeah, we, right. are all, we are all the sons of God. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to go 
masculine, feminine, whatever. That's all right. Yeah, we try to, you want to use pronouns, you don't, it's fine. Right. Very but, open um, to all of it. Makes me, really, it makes me think of the redwood trees in California. They're all yeah. one organism. Oh, yeah. The, did you ever see the, the yep. description the about the root networks? Yeah. yeah. It's all one. It is amazing. There's some local spiritualistic yeah. kind of people, whether they're mediums or spiritualists, and I'm not going to say what name because I don't remember who it is for sure, but they shared something with me once that I thought was pretty good because I was talking about like codependency or people that were interfering with my boundaries, and they're like, you know, we each got this little bag of coins or energy coins. Some people take our coin, and, and she was like, it's okay. It's okay to give your coins away. So we shouldn't be concerned about using up our coins just as long as we know to do the things that we need to do, whether it's communing with the trees, sitting by the water, feeling the wind, to, to, to get Put our coins, coins back, back in our purse, right. to refill our coins. Because there are, there are people that drain yes. your spiritual energy. I've been a loner a lot in my life too. I have some very close friends from over the years, but I've, I've never really been somebody that attracted a crowd. And I've gone from place to place, and sometimes I've really felt like I've, I've had to be the healer. Like God keeps putting me places where he needs me to, to impart some kind of healing yeah. energy. Mm -hmm. Believe me, I get that. When I first <laughs> moved in where I'm living right now, about to move out of, there were there's four apartment suites, and I was the only sober one. The, the other three were active addicts. And uh, right now, I think it's all sober people, which is awesome. <laughs> you can tell by, the, you know, the, you can tell. Yeah, it's yeah. like a duck, acts like a duck, it's yeah. a duck. So many, so many times things have happened like that. Anyways, any other, what other things can we talk about? That could, I think that that's, that's it. Yes, is there something that you thought no. about or felt about? No, not really. I mean, it. I think it all, I think little things were triggered. I had gone to an Indian sweat once and they put rocks in the tent and they're called the grandfathers and it's the forefathers, earth, wind, Fire, and water, air, water, yeah, water. or north, south, east, and west. Mm -hmm. It just all depends. It's just funny how it kind of all encompasses some yeah. way or another. It all comes back to how we're all connected. Yeah, all the earth, all yeah, the people, all the, yes. and whatever or or whatever your belief system is or religion or whatever comes back to a center, right? That is inclusive. Yes, which I find amazing. That's it's a wonderful thing. One of my favorite things with a higher power was my daughter had a girlfriend that was going through a hard time. We were bringing her to church with us mm -hmm. for a while there, and we were all sitting at the table one day, and my daughter was about 13, maybe 14, and the other girl was talking about the stuff, and she's not sure and how to believe and really feel it. And, and she looked at her friend, and she said, well, you can borrow my God for now. And I, I just about busted out crying because mm -hmm. I thought, what a beautiful sentiment. And then right. I heard that, like mm -hmm. other times and over the years, I'd heard it in the program and hear my daughter was saying it. Right. And I thought, that's something that I need to remember to say to people that feel struggling or in my own mind. And like, there are a few people I pray for and I saw something on Facebook or somewhere on the internet and it said I don't ever want to force my belief on you right. but I pray for you because I love you mm -hmm. and that's how I feel a lot for I don't think my son listens to the podcast so I guess I can say it he is an awesome young man and his belief system is different than when we were growing up I'm not real sure what it is right now but I wanted to lay hands on pray to him when he had leukemia in the hospital and he said no thank you mom so in the times where he was unconscious and they're telling me he was gonna die or he was sound asleep I would because I'm like well he doesn't know so what right. do I know hurt him and it's I didn't want to inflict it on him if it made him uncomfortable but I know the power of love and mm -hmm. good energy so I wasn't going 
deny mom's healing energy. You know? Right. My two big woohoos just fills me up when I think about them. You know. They 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 were closed last year because of COVID. If you have the opportunity, I don't mean to promote this place or anything, but Lilydale, if you have the opportunity to visit it, it's only like an hour and a half away from here. Um, they also have a healing temple, and they do services like in the morning and the afternoon, and they have uh, uh, this group like gallery reading at the stump twice a day, and then they have this thing in the auditorium. So they have a bunch of different right. things, and the healing temple's in the morning and at night. So we were there for one day and a half, so I was trying to like hit these different things right. at least once. Sure. And, check it all out. And we went to the, the healing temple, and I said, well, we'll, go, we'll, we'll go for it at night. And I went there, and what they do is you have to stay totally quiet when you're in there. And, and they have different people that do it, but they they take their ha hands and pass them all around you. And, the, and some of them will say, is it okay if I touch you? Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I said, fine. You know, And I had this one woman, and I could feel her doing this. And I have, like, this really bad tightness here. And when she got there, she stopped. And 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 she stayed there for a while, and I could feel it. And she, it was amazing. She didn't totally heal it, but she really did wow. um, make a difference. Because I was having, I was really having a bad thing where I couldn't do a reach forward moment, right. movement. So I told Steve, "Oh, we got to go back there in yeah, the morning. Definitely, <laughs> I'm gonna hit, I'm gonna hit that twice. But you know what? The, the morning didn't have as as profound of an effect on me." As that first one did. Well, that's like a lot of the Reiki. It's know, exactly they, that. I heard a woman who actually was taking it classes, and she was doing it, and she stopped because she said, "I don't have it. You have to have it." And I thought that was really impressive that she didn't feel like she had it in her to do. Well, she was blocking herself. Reiki she has do. the energy. Exactly. She was right. blocking herself. Right. You know. And she knew that. I like she knew that she. Yeah, she I, didn't have. I like it, dabbling in tarot cards, and tarot cards is something the Catholic Church would probably think blasphemous. But I always tell people I do it for fun because tarot cards just uh, read forces that are around you. Mm -hmm. They don't predict anything specific. It's just the general atmosphere, general forces. So when I read them for people, I always tell them, I said, uh, I don't have the gift. You know, the, the cards will read themselves, but I don't have the gift. I just do this for fun. Right. I did a phone thing with a medium once. She goes to me, which is funny, and you, you'll know me, so you'll understand. The first thing she said to me is, you know, unsolicited advice can be perceived as criticism. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then she goes, it's, it's not a gift. It's a skill, and everybody, everybody has it. Yep. Which is how I feel about tarot cards. Yeah, she yeah. goes, and it can be developed. Right. So she did an event for Playhouse Square. They hired her to do an event mm -hmm. in one of the theaters there mm -hmm. during Halloween season one year. And I went there. Now she never met me face to face. Right. So I go to this event, and 10 people get door prize tickets, and 10 people got called up on stage to do the seance, it wasn't a seance, but the readings, the readings. with her. Yeah. And she was, we were on a circle table, and she's going around putting her hands on everybody's shoulders. Comes up to me, puts her hands on my shoulders, and she goes, unsolicited advice can be perceived as criticism. <laughs> and she goes, and it's not a gift, it's a skill. Oh my And everybody gosh. can develop it. Just blew my mind. And I was watching the faces of other people as she right. was going around, and you could just see in their faces... She was spot on. My girlfriend just had that at um, their church. They're doing a, you stand in front of someone and you try to, you know, let the spirit flow through you and, and say something to them that you think that you're supposed to or, you know, whatever. And almost everyone did not know each other. Mm -hmm. This is a, like, they all came from different because it doesn't work as well I guess it right. doesn't I don't like to read tarot read cards for people it. I know because I'm sub subjective right you objective. read into it she said all four people that she'd never met hit her dead on dead interesting on. yeah and she did out of her four she did two people but I will say on. there is a lot to be said about coincidence there's a lot to be said about the commonality of man see that's the one thing also with this woman he, he also I know she has the power to communicate 
with the other side or another dimension. But that does take a lot of energy. So she'll do like three seconds of that and then the rest of the time go into life coaching and generalities, right. which will work for everybody. Right. But that's okay. I, I paid for her to come to my, my house one time and I had like 10 people over. And she spot on hit everybody. Yeah. And you know what's funny? Her and another person both told me about like your your grandmother's next to you. And she's a very strong person in that. The only grandmother that was alive in my lifetime was my dad's. And she was a sweet little old lady, right? So as this kept happening and then I started thinking about it, I started asking people. I'm like, you know, my mom's German and Lithuanian. Her mm-hmm. dad's German and German's tough. But yep, I'm, yep. I'm like, I'm like are Lithuanian people tough too? <laughs> and then I started finding out from Lithuanians, yeah, Lithuanian women are right. strong women. And my mom's mom died when she was born. Mm. So it's like, oh, this must be my mother's mother. So I got my mother's mother. So sometimes it's like, you think you have certain personality traits that you pick up from living people. Right. Mm-hmm. I think some of it's in the genetic I, code too. Sure. I already know and, that. And my and son spirituality. father. And oh, and he, acts like him? He acted like him and starting at like a year old. Splitting. He would even and make the same faces. And ticks. And he never mm-hmm. met him. Yep. My mother was an alcoholic too, I could say that. But my siblings were all gone before she got bad. Mm-hmm. I was the only person that lived with her in full-blown right. alcoholism. And then my sister, I'll break her anonymity, she became an alcoholic too. And when we were in like our 20s we did a lot of stuff together and her face you know she she had left home so right, she right. she was in another state right. for like five years so she wasn't there when I was living with my right. mom and then to see her yeah the same, she never saw yeah. my mother like that and you're right the same it's amazing I was like I was because mm-hmm. I you know I believe that a lot of things are genetic because of him or, or, I probably or the, wouldn't the have soul. believed it as much the soul. if I experienced yeah. it myself, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that um, we touched everything. Any other comments, Nance? Not that I can think you of. You good, Jerry? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks thank for, you for being here. Yeah, thanks it's for great. giving us some of your time. I love having all the different people and their own thoughts and feelings and what they've experienced and gone through. It's its amazing because it all comes, like you said, Nance, back into one. And like you said, you know, we all end up saying the same thing, no matter what we're mm-hmm. religion or belief, you know, that we're talking about. So, all right, everyone, thanks for being here again. And we are, are out. out.